are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kim. I invite you to journey with me to a new day. I believe God has led you to this moment and this place because He is about to bring purpose and potential to your story. So join thousands of women and men from around the globe who have discovered how powerful their stories become once Christ touches them with His purpose. Don't you long to make this same discovery? Then grab your coffee, scoot in, and join me as we let God's Word reveal how every part of your past has been preparing you for this very moment. Is it really possible to hear from God? And if so, how do I know when I'm hearing from Him? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, always delighted to be meeting you here. So, hearing from God, is it really possible? This question seems to puzzle every believer. Whether we're new at our Christian faith or we've been walking with God for years, Certainly it puzzled today's guest, and so she set out to do something about it, to find the answers. And in her search, she discovered rich insights that she compiled in her book, Getting to Know God's Voice, Recognizing When God Speaks Every Day. She did that to share how God communicates, why he speaks, and how to recognize his voice and how to respond Let's welcome to our program today, founder of Liberty and Christ Ministries, author and speaker, Patty Mason. Welcome, Patty. Thank you so much for joining us for coffee. Good morning, Kim. Good morning, listeners. Thank you so much for having Mm -hmm. me on. I feel so blessed. Well, we love having you on because I love making God's promises and his word practical. And that's what I have found in your book, Patty. It is, I, I, you know, for so many years I would walk into church or I walk into, you know, hear speakers and their language, the dialogue seemed to be so evasive to my understanding. And so what good is that, you know, if you don't understand it? And I think that the, the, the wisest speakers and authors and writers figure out a way to where we can break it down and truly understand it. And that is what I see in your book. So good job, friend. This is, this is an amazing book that I hope all of our listeners will, will purchase today. Thank you. So before we get, yeah, Patty, before I want, I want our listeners to know a little bit more about you. First, let me just tell you where, you know, where are you calling in from? Where's your home? I'm in Nashville, Tennessee area, just south in a little town called Franklin. Oh, yeah. Franklin. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be there this weekend. But anyway, that's, oh. a, that's a whole other story. Uh, the Irwin <laughs> Brothers, you know, just released the book, The Jesus Revolution. So they're doing a, an event Friday night that I'm flying in for. So I'm really excited about that. So I love I love your area. But, but I want our listeners to know this. I've looked over your bio, and I feel like, to me, it's more it's just as important to know who's speaking as to know what they're speaking um and i feel like it just you know puts just the exclamation mark at the end of the writing and so i want our listeners to understand that yes patty is a best-selling author she's an award-winning author she's a, a powerful proclaimer um with an enthusiastic desire to help others we can see that that's why she spent these hours writing this book 
Uh, she believes that hope and healing are found in Christ alone. I think we'd all agree with that. But here's the thing that I want you to know about Patty that, I, that will cause you to lean in. You know, so many times we can look at authors and we can look at speakers and we think, oh, gosh, well, of course. I mean, look at them. They have, they've had this perfect old life. And, and you can tell by looking at her, she's never had a trouble in, in her world, in her in any day of her circumstances. And, you know, this is what people used to say to me, Patty, they'd say, I'd see you walk up on stage and I think, oh, no, you know, what does she know about any hurt? But then as I began to unpack that, that's when we began to connect. But I wanted to tell everyone, because it is on Patty's bio, so she's given me permission to do it, (laughs) Patty's journey is one of overcoming an abusive childhood, suicide and depression, alcohol addiction, anger, and emotional insecurity. You see, that's what really causes me to lean in and want to know what Patty has to say because there have been times in her life when she had to learn to hear God's voice. And so with that in mind, Patty, um, I I just thank you so much for being vulnerable as well as being the uh, incredible leader and author that you are. So um, why did you add that? Why do you feel that's important to add to your bio? I think you hit the nail on the head. People need to understand that we're relatable, that they, we've mm-hmm. been where they are. We've gone through some of the things. We've walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, this doesn't yeah. mean we're perfect. This doesn't mean we have it all figured out or we have it all together. But we've been in yeah. some of these dark places. We've been in the places of hurt and suffering. And so, therefore, we can relate to what other people are going through. And we may even be going through things now. I'm actually going through something right now that is very difficult yeah. in my life. And so that mm. just makes me press into God that much more. I enjoy God mm. in the good times, but in those dark times, that's when I just, like you say, you just press in, you lean in even more and just cling to him even tighter so that you can hear his voice and the comfort of it and the guidance of it when things don't look so bright, you know, when you're walking through a darker time. Oh, gosh. You know, and thank you so much for saying that because I believe, you know, I think if we were to take a toll right now, probably 99% of us are walking through something that we'd rather not have to, you know, walk through. And I think that, you know, learning to hear the whispers of God's voice and that comforting uh, guidance. I, I remember I rolled over last night and, of course, you know, just dealing with something and I felt like God says, I, I am, I am calling out my angels, you know, to protect you and, and those that you love. Um, and, and I just, you know, God is that, that voice that comes to us in the night or in the, or in the darkness in the middle of the day to let us know that he is uh, protecting us and that he is our refuge. And I can't imagine not having that voice um, and, and being able to, to be aware of it. And that's why I was so excited about this book because we're not the only ones going through something. Um, This is the time, I think, when most believers are really being tested and we're being refined for the the work that's ahead of us. And so I, I feel like discernment and hearing God's word it behooves us as believers to really be able to, to hone in on that and to take time to, um, to to really know God's voice. So I just thank you for all the work. I know being a writer is very isolating. I've uh, had the privilege of writing 13 books, and I'll tell you what, it's the most 
isolating thing you'll ever do in your life. Um, what is it? I think as Mark Twain said, I, I, I don't like to, I don't like writing, but I like being called a writer. So um, it's a, it's just a kind of funny little twist on it. But so Patty, let's go ahead and get started with what you've done here. I want to start out with um, in the introduction, you write um, this and let me see if I can find it really quickly. I've marked up your book so much. Um, but I feel like this is a good place to start. It says, getting to know God's voice is a divine mystery, a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. Okay, that, that intrigued me. I thought, yep, that's true. So how, how does that happen? How do we have, how are we able to discern that divine mystery in the Holy Spirit? Does that, I, I think that takes us right into the first point in being able to discern God's voice is having a relationship with him. Is that how you see it? Absolutely. Without the relationship, mm-hmm. it's, you have nothing. I'd like to back up mm-hmm. just a minute because you said something prior where you were saying uh-huh. about how you didn't know how you could get through the darkness without knowing God's voice. And right. a little bit of my testimony is I grew up in church. But I didn't mm-hmm. have that relationship with God. I knew yeah. about God. I knew facts. I believed in him, but there was no relationship until I was 36 years old. This is when I began to have this encounter with God. I was, very, I was suicidal. I was actually at a place of suicidal depression. And on the day I was planning to take my life, that's when I came face-to-face with the living God. And I began to understand mm-hmm. that I could actually encounter him that I could experience him up until this point I believed in God but I had nothing to tie me to that other than I believed in God and so I think the really understanding the supernatural is that God is attainable I think a lot of us believe they see God up in heaven he's somebody who oversees things does he really care about me? Does he really see my circumstances? And it, we have this detached feeling from God. But once we mm-hmm. understand that the supernatural is tangible to us and that it's mm-hmm. real to us, that we can have this personal relationship with him, that he wants to talk with us, that he wants to hear us speak, and he wants yes. to speak into our lives. When that revelation starts to hit our hearts, that's when we can understand that, hey, this doesn't have to be a deep, dark mystery to us. It's something that is yes. revealed to us, almost like a flower blossoming in the spring. God wants yes. to reveal himself to us, but it takes us pressing into him with a desire to know him. Mm, I love that. And thank you so much for saying that. You know, I use um, with my boys, I there was a an, something very simple that I used to help both of them. Now this was when they were in um, elementary, well middle school I guess, and now they're like thirty two and thirty five now, so it's been a long time ago. But I remember, um, and I'll make this story very brief. But I remember um, my mom died of breast cancer thirty some years ago. Well, of course, anytime I go for my mammogram, I would just be you know especially up until you know, 15 years ago when technology changed because there was always a problem. They'd always have to call me back. They would always have to aspirate. There's always something, you know. And so I remember, Patty, one day uh, in Bal- when we lived in Baltimore, and it was a snowy day, and I just had my mammogram, and they called, and they said it looked very suspicious. 
Um, we can't give you an all clear. We're going to be, you know, take, we'll be doing some more, more things. And so just hold tight. Hopefully we'll have an answer by, by evening. So, you know, my husband is, uh, travels. I have my two boys at school. And, and, and like I said, it was, you know, many years ago, I didn't have the trust you know, that I have now. And so I, I was just torn into pieces with worry and um, fretting and crying. And my phone rang, and it was my, my oldest son. He said, Mom, can I come home today? And I, he was at school. I said, well, um, are you sick? He said, no. I just feel like I want to come home. And I said, well, you know what? Everybody deserves a day off. I'm coming to get you. And so I went to get him, and Patty, I brought him home. And like I said, it was snowing. We got on this little four-wheel kind of thing, and we were going through the woods. And we were laughing. It was snowing. And, you know, I forgot about my troubles. I forgot about the, the mammogram. And so we come back later that night, and I think to myself, wow, God really used him today. So I went to Trey, and I said, Trey, what caused you to want to call me? And he said, Mom, I just had this, had this lingering thought that just would not stop. He said, it was just like this little whisper. I needed to come home. I needed to be with you. So I told him the story of my day. And I said, Trey, that was God speaking into your heart. And I said, so whatever that voice is, remember it, because that is the voice of God to you. And, you know, he still uses that to this day, I think. But, of course, the voice has gotten, you know, more discernible and everything. But, you know, sometimes we try to make something much more difficult than it is. And so I, I use that just in, as an example uh, for any of the ones out there to go back and see how God has spoken to you in the past and remember that voice. Um, right. It, it helps. Right. That's that's a beautiful story. That's an absolutely beautiful story. And that's the way God is. He speaks to us in such a myriad of ways. And I think so often we get a little hung up because we look at how God spoke in the Old Testament to people. I mean, it was pretty clear that God was speaking back then. I mean, he would would come in the burning bush. He would come in the pillar of fire. He would come in the – and it was – so tangible to them that they're going, okay, well, there's no mistake that that's God. And how we wish that we had that tangible voice with us today where God would appear to us that way. Uh, but he, he does. Here's the thing. It's just that now we have the Holy Spirit. And yeah. he speaks to us through the Spirit. He speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through creations and dreams and visions through other people, through those impressions like how he spoke to your son and that thought that he just could not kick. And I remember a time there was a, I was really struggling this one day and I was crying out to God and I was saying, I really could use a friend right now. I really need somebody to talk to. And it was not 15 seconds later, those words, no sooner came out of my mouth. About 15 seconds later, my phone rang and it was my Mm -hmm. friend, Rebecca. And she said, Patty, Holy Spirit just told me to call you. What's going on? And so I, wow. I, start, I started crying. I'm choking. I'm choking back the words. She says, okay, okay, meet me here. She names the place. Meet me here. I will be there in 15 minutes. So sure wow. enough, I drive there. 15 minutes later, she comes with her one-year-old daughter and with a box of Kleenex. And she puts her daughter in the little high chair and gives her some Cheerios, plops a box of Kleenex down on the table and says, okay, let's have it. And mm. that's, that's what the Holy Spirit will do for us. I mean, that's what God wants yes. us to do. He is so personal and he is so engaged in our lives that exactly what we need when we need it, he will show up in the most beautiful ways. 
And I want to talk about that because that's the first section of your book, uh, The Ways God Speaks. But just to add on to that, because I love the practical applications, and and at the end, uh, toward the end, listeners, we're going to talk about responding, like Rebecca responded to Patty, because that that's that's our part. God will speak, and then we, you know, for a reason. Uh, most of the time, and, and a lot of times, it, it requires a response. Not all the time, but sometimes. But I remember not too long ago, Patty, I had a call from a friend, and she goes, "Are you okay?" And I, no one knew that I was really, you know, had something that that was causing a lot of hurt at the time. And uh, and I said, "Why would you ask that?" And she said, I, I had a dream uh, last night. I dreamed that you were so sad. You were sobbing. I had to check on you. So it goes back to what you said with the dreams and visions. But you just very quickly went over uh, ways God speaks. And I want to break that down because you've broken it down in your book. And however you'd want to, you know, what, what my hope and my desire to be over the next 45 minutes is to go through um, – the high parts in this book as you would, as the author would like to, but, but uh, listeners, I want you to hear, you know, we're going to be talking about ways God speaks, um, why God speaks, when God speaks and uh, why knowing God's voice is important. And then I want to also kind of cover, well, what happens when you don't, when he seems to be silent? So these are just a you know, few other things in the book. So as the author of this, Patty, I want you to, help guide me on what you want the listeners to say. But I think we need to start with ways God speaks. And um, and I know you've written this book to, to educate uh, people about this, correct? So, so let's do it. <laughs> so let's yeah, talk about ways correct. God speaks. Yeah. I, I really think this is important because this is so close to God's heart. When God called yeah. me to write this book, it's like he surrounded me with people who were, how do you know? How do you know you're hearing mm. God's voice? And mm-hmm. it, it just seemed to these people, the cry just seemed to come out of the woodwork, per se. And I began to realize that this was a topic that was near and dear to God's yeah. heart and that he really right. wanted people to know that he speaks. And it's, he does want to hear from us. He does want us to come and to lay our burdens before him. But then he wants us to let him go. And then to lean into him and listen for him. Because I know growing up, I was taught that prayer was one-way conversation. I just came and I Mm. laid my request before God, and then I ran off and did whatever else I needed to do the rest of the day and never gave God another thought. And then I began to realize as I got to know God and developed that relationship with him, I began to realize that this is a partnership. This is a conversation. He wants to speak into your life, and the ways in which he do it, does it will be very unique to you. And I find that fascinating mm-hmm. about God because he creates us all in his image, but then he all creates us so individually with our own unique personalities and temperaments and, and circumstances, and he wants to create such a personal, intimate relationship with each of us that he will create that dialogue with you that will be unique just to you. I'm personally a visual learner, so I receive a lot of dreams and visions. A lot of people, Mm. they might get a little freaked out about that because that might be a little foreign to them. I don't understand that. That's okay. That just may not be the way God desires to speak to you. But because I'm a visual learner and I need the picture images, that's how God speaks to me. I've heard a lot of people Mm. talk about how God speaks to them through creation. 
I have a friend mm. who cardinals will speak to her. Well, God will just communicate to her through cardinals. I've heard people say mm. butterflies. There's all kinds of ways that God will speak directly into your circumstances or speak to your heart about maybe something you're struggling with or even something you want to celebrate or something uh, he wants to confirm to you. I will never forget this. This, was, this happened to me years ago, and I was in a place of ministry where I was struggling, where the ministry mm-hmm. wasn't going the way I had thought it was going to go, and I was feeling a little adrift thinking, oh, Lord, am I, because I, I knew that God was calling me into this, into this place of public ministry, but it wasn't going well. It wasn't going the way as I thought it was. So I started praying, and I said, Lord, if I am going in the way you want me to go, and I was sitting on my front porch. I had my feet up, and I was in my bare feet. It was summertime. And I said, uh-huh. Lord, if I am walking, if these feet are walking in the way you want me to go, have a butterfly, which a butterfly is our ministry symbol, have a butterfly come and land on my foot. I figured this is not a hard request for God, right? <laughs> a little strange, right. but not hard for him. It wasn't a minute later, and I kid you not, a blue monarch, which is our ministry symbol, is the blue monarch, came and landed on my big right toe. Mm. And so that Amazing. was confirmation to me. God was saying to me, yes. You are walking in the way. I know right now it doesn't make sense to you. I know right now that it's not going the way you would like it to go, but I want you to trust me, and I am confirming to you right now, yes, this is the way, walk in it. Your feet are on the path that I have directed for you. So that gave me a lot of confidence and reassurance. Uh, God speaks Mm -hmm. to us through his word. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say, well, God's not speaking to me. Do you have a Bible? Open it up. Mm. God is speaking to yep. you all the time through his word. Uh, just, mm. The one thing I love about God's word is, yes, we want to study God's word. Yes, we want to learn things about God. But when you open his word, read it to get to know him. What is the scripture saying to you about God's character? What is it saying mm-hmm. to you about God's heart? What is it speaking to you personally? How is God building that relationship? There are times when I have sat down and read God's word and it was like neon coming off the page, yes. almost like it just wants to leap up at you and strangle you. And that's yeah. not speaking to you. Uh, so when you sit down, I, I like to, I actually come in the morning and I have my tea and I have my breakfast and I have the word of God. I like to come and think of it as I'm sitting down and having tea with God in the morning and come and mm-hmm. share that partnership with him, that dialogue with him. And there are times when I've actually prayed and the prayer that I'm praying, God will even lead me to what my heart is burdened with in his word. Yeah. And then he'll answer me through his word. It's, it's so beautiful. It's like this, this beautiful conversation between friends over a, over a cup of coffee or, or tea. And then, of course, there's the Holy Spirit, which has been imparted into us, which mm-hmm. once we start to come in tune with that still small voice, and that can be a little trickier for us because there's so much noise in the world that sometimes yes. it can be hard to hear that still small voice mm-hmm. inside of us. And sometimes we mm-hmm. need to get into a quiet place or we can hear, but then once we develop that relationship with God and we learn to hear his voice, like you were teaching your son, then we mm-hmm. can start to hear him all day long, no matter what's going on around us. We'll become so mm-hmm. in tune with him that even if we're in a room full of people, 
we can still hear his guidance and his word of encouragement to us. And I love that. And to our listeners, I want you to know that uh, with everything that Patty's just been talking about with the examples and uh, she attaches a lot of scripture, a lot, which is another way for me to feel good about, you know, putting someone on the radio or, or on the TV show is that, you know, it's got what I, I'm not as concerned about opinions as I am the truth, capital T. Uh, and so you have put covered in your book uh, the scripture to substantiate what you're saying. And listeners, I want you to remember, not all of these ways will God use to speak to you. You find your own way. Um, Now, many of these, I think in each of these, God has used it at different times in my life um, to, because I'm also very visual and I, you know, I can see, you know, I can get messages from God from the simplest things. Um, and so, and, and I think that that's good because I, I, I can, I can teach it in a simplified manner. And, and so I love, um, all the scripture that you put in here, um, so much. So now, and I love the part where you said about the Bible. I read somewhere, Patty, don't, don't say God's not talking if your Bible's not open. And you know, it's so true. It's like, um, open the word and let it, it's alive. It's active. It will not return void from doing what it's supposed to do in your life. So open that word. That's a, a must, a must as believers to, to, it would behoove us to be in our Bible more. And I love the thought of you, the way you just uh, talked about your quiet time or your morning time, which leads me into why God speaks. And I love your quote as we go into section two of by Henry Blackaby. You know, we have lots of friends in common. I love Henry Blackaby. I love the Blackaby family. Um, but I, Donna Parteau, there's a Lisa Burkett Worley. We have lots of friends in common. They're all just wise, wise uh, wise, wise friends. But Henry Blackaby here, you have a quote that says, my quiet time is not for a devotional thought, but for a deeper relationship with my Heavenly Father. It alerts me to what God wants to do in my life the rest of the day. And so um, I'd like for you to talk about that, and then we're going to take a 30-second break because half of the show is already over. But then we're going to come back and talk about um, one, two, three, four. Uh, you've got uh, five ways uh, of why God speaks, and we're going to quickly go through those, and then we're going to go into when and uh, why this is so important. Lots to cover, listeners, so keep your pencil sharpened. I know you're taking notes. If by chance you'd like to call in with a very, if you have a question that you'd like to ask, you you may call in uh, the last half hour. It's 347 324 Four, six. Be sure and press one, and um, you'll go into a, a virtual green room, and then I'll be alerted so that you can come on and ask Patty a question. But um, Patty, let's um, let's just go ahead and take a thirty-second break, and then we're going to come back and talk about uh, why God speaks and um, our relationship with Him. So hang tight. We'll be right back in thirty seconds. If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember you don't have to be there to be there. You could say how are you will get a fake tattoo. You could ask with an app if it works for you. You could chat on a game, kick off your flip flops. You could ask on your couch while you binge watch. Whatever, whatever, whatever Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at seizetheawkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation.
Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee. Remember, Coffee is an acrostic that stands for Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, uh, please, you can check us out at www.kimcrable.org. You probably already have. I hear from many of you so many times throughout the week, and thank you for that. There you can find ways that you can get involved in our ministry or the where we're going to be at speaking engagements or lots and lots of information, lots of free uh, teachings there. So go to www.kimcrable.org. KimCrable.org, and I hope to see you at one of our events soon. Well, while we're at it, I'd also like to thank Up To Me Radio for always giving us this one hour of time to do our live radio broadcasting, which turns into podcasts. So always go back and check all the incredible shows, lots of incredible hosts at Up To Me Radio. So I would love to also just thank them for all that they do. And now we're going to get back because we have uh, exactly 32 minutes to finish this program on getting to know God's voice written by the award-winning author, Patty Mason. And we have spent the first half of the uh, our time, Patty, talking about how God speaks and the importance of it. Let's talk about, um, let's go into section two as why he speaks. Because so many times, People get in their mind that God only speaks when he's angry with us or when he's upset with us. Now, he does guide us, but there's lots of other times that we need to talk about. So I'm going to let you just dive into that. And again, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I love talking about God. And it's the only thing we're talking about, but that's me. Yes. Um, Yes. Listen. You know, you said something that I'd like to hit on where people think that God only speaks when he's angry. If you think about it, why would you want to have a conversation with someone who you think is angry with you or disappointed in you or, uh, you know, is disgusted with you? And a lot of people Mm -hmm. have that perspective about God. A lot of people think that he's angry all the time, that he just wants to look for their mistakes and just, you know, step in and when they're making mistakes. The beauty of a relationship with God is he wants to have a relationship with you all the time, regardless of what you're going through or what you're feeling. And one of the things I cherish about my relationship with God is how real I can get with him because I know that he loves me, that he's not Mm. angry with me, that he's not disappointed in me, that he actually Mm. loves me and cherishes me and wants to have that relationship with me and that's what he wants for each and every one of us that's the key to all of this is relationship with god is being able to hear the loving voice of the father speak over you giving you that deep revelation of his radical love for you and when you start to understand that then you just want to have those relationships or not those relationships but you do but it's those conversations that you want to have with him because you're not anticipating him saying something harsh to you. And even when we do make mistakes, when I make a mistake, oh, Kim, yes, the conviction of the Holy Spirit comes, but so does a whopping dose of his grace. And it is, he is so kind. He's so kind to me. And so that's why I have this freedom to talk with God about anything and everything. And I lay, Mm. I keep nothing from him, and I lay it all out before him. And when he Mm. speaks to me, 
He is speaking because he wants to guide me. He wants to direct my footsteps, you know, just like that shepherd, the good shepherd, wants to lead us and guide us on the way that he wants us to go. And then he wants to encourage us. I just, I love that. Like I said, he is so tender. He is so kind. This is why it's so important we get to know God's character through his word so we can see the kindness and compassion. In fact, when when we read about God speaking to Moses on the top of the mountain, what is the first thing God says about himself? I am a compassionate God. And so we need to understand that about him, that he wants to encourage us. He wants to encourage us when things are going well. He wants to be our biggest cheerleader, but then he also wants to encourage us when things are not going so well to let us know he wants to meet us in sometimes our deepest, darkest places the example I used in the book was Hagar, and she was out yes. in the wilderness, but yet God met her in that place of wilderness and spoke to her and encouraged her and helped her to take the next steps forward, even though it wasn't going to be easy for her. God wants to reveal mm. himself to us. This is one of the big reasons why God speaks. So often when you read God's word, he is revealing something to you. Even when he speaks through his spirit or he's speaking to you through creation, he's revealing something to you about himself. Like it says in Romans, that his divine nature is clearly seen so that, you know, his like eternal power, his divine nature, we can see that in creation. He's revealing Mm -hmm. something to you about who he is and his heart for you. God speaks to transform you. He, this is, I use the example of Gideon, you know, where God would just, he would, he, I'm getting, I'm getting so excited. I'm getting tongue tied. He came to Gideon. <laughs> I love this. In Gideon's uh, most vulnerable place, Gideon's in hiding, but yet God yes. comes and sits there with him and speaks out of him what God sees in him. Greetings, mighty yes. warrior. Now, do you think in that moment, now Gideon's like, what do you mean, mighty warrior? I'm the least of my people. Are you kidding me? I'm just this weakling. What are you doing? But yet God saw in Gideon something Gideon didn't see. And that's what God wants to do for us. He wants to call out of us what he knows is in us. So we need to yes. listen to that because so often it's hard for us to receive those things because there's so much negativity that people speak the world is so negative. Uh, we even speak negatively to ourselves, but we shouldn't yes. listen to the world. We shouldn't listen to these negative things. We need to hear God's heart for us and hear what yes. God is speaking. What is God is speaking into you? What is he pulling out of you? What is he transforming into your life? Because he wants you to be like Jesus. And Jesus mm-hmm. was not a weak, wimpy, I mean, he, he, was, right. he was a mighty warrior, right? He was meek That's and mild, right. but what is God pulling out of you? What is he speaking into you? That's what you need to hone in on. That's what we need to believe, not what we say about mm-hmm. ourselves or what the world says about us. What does God say about you? And then God speaks because he wants to communicate his plan. We are part of God's eternal plan. And sometimes we don't, we don't see the big picture. We don't see from beginning to end the way God does. He knows right. exactly how he created us, what he created us for, put us in this time in history for a specific purpose. And he wants to lead us and guide us in that. Now, again, as I said earlier when I was talking about ministry, sometimes it's not going to look like how we thought. Somehow we hear something from God and we immediately think, okay, I've got it all figured out. 
our little finite minds try to grasp this big picture. And when it doesn't go the way that we thought it would, somehow we communicate to ourselves that, well, I didn't really hear from God. And so Mm -hmm. we just have to trust that he knows from the beginning to the end, and he will lead us and guide us in that way, even though it's not always a straight path. You know where it says in Proverbs 3, uh, where it says, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. That that straight path isn't always an A to B straight path. Sometimes we zigzag a little bit, but God knows. He knows the direction he wants to take us, and he is faithful to lead us in it. Mm, I love that. And I love the example um, of that is on page 39 of the book that you had mentioned about Hagar. It's one of my favorite questions in, in the Old Testament where, you know, uh, where God does say, you know, where, and, and listeners, this could be a question for all of us today. Where have you come from, but where are you going? I love that because God is not asking that question trying for her to figure it out. He already had the answer, you know, and so he's trying to put her into the place of position and and just like Patty said, to really be able to, to lead her and guide her because he knew the potential. He knew where she was and he knew, you know, many times, just like a good counselor, you know, God will ask us questions to pull out of us things that we, we don't even know is there and that he's already equipped us for and, and to get us back on track. So that is, I, I love that. I love the examples uh, that you gave. And of course, uh, Gideon, I mean, all, all of these that, that you've used have just been amazing uh, as God's word is. And so many times people think, oh, I just, there's no reason to pick it up because it's just old stories. They are stories that will trans Transform your life, my friends, and mm-hmm. and and show you the potential. And I love um, that you brought out the you know the encouragement. You know, God tells us to be of good courage, and but many times we try to muster up that courage on our own. And friends, encouragement means you know going back in the Greek to pour courage in. And so when God wants to encourage us by pouring in the courage that we can't muster up within our own self. So, you know, God is, this is the God that we serve, not the one that's there to tell us how bad we are or condemn us. As a matter of fact, that's one of the things that God will never do is condemn us. Um, Talking about hearing his voice, if you hear condemnation, you know, that's that's not God speaking to you. But um, so let's move right along. We've covered the, the ways God speaks and why he speaks. Let's quickly go through um, when he speaks. Mm-hmm. Patty? Yes. This is huge because uh, a lot of times we will hear God speak and we won't respond. And then mm-hmm. we blame God for not speaking to us. Yes. So it's yes. very important that we respond. This is, this is key. When God speaks, be ready to respond. Be ready to hear his word. Because when he speaks, that's the moment he wants to move. Not next yes. week. Not a year from now, when mm-hmm. he speaks, when you hear him speak, he's ready. Now is the mm-hmm. time. And then that's when you step out in obedience, even if it doesn't make sense to you. Step out in obedience, and that's where the supernatural comes into play because now we're going to start to see God's supernatural results. And that's mm-hmm. where the power comes from is, is through our obedience. And through our obedience, God also, he just reveals himself, like it says in, in John chapter 4, where he said, you know, if you love me, you'll obey me. See, love comes before mm-hmm. obedience. We, that's why it's so important we get that revelation of God's love for us, because when we start to understand just how much he loves us, and, and perhaps we'll never understand it fully in this lifetime, but when we start to grasp 
his love for us and what Jesus did for us on the cross when we were at our worst, when we were dead in our sins, and he gave up his life for us. I mean, the the radical love of God, how he would send his son to, to do that just so he could have a relationship with us and draw us to himself. And then he just wants to build that love relationship with you. And once you start to understand that, you know, just as it says in First John where it says that the, how the Father just lavishes his love on us. You start to get that revelation. You are hearing God's yeah. voice. You cannot wait to obey it. That's what Jesus is saying. If you love me, you'll obey me. Because and isn't that you love I'm sorry, I thought you were pausing. I was just going to say, isn't that the beautiful picture that we see of the Samaritan woman? When she really heard his voice, when she really heard the love that he had, when she really heard the the champion he wanted to be for her, when she really received that, her response was just, well, she she couldn't even help herself. It was It's such an overflowing joy. And it's what we all are seeking to be recognized, to be seen to as we are, to be forgiven, to be to to that that truth as the Bible says really does set us free, and and I want the listeners to if you if you're not if you're not seeing this in your life, it it is possible, but it is through the um, the eyes the the heart and the listening of Jesus in your life that He comes in, and that's what Pat, that's why Patty keeps underline everything she's saying with a relationship with Jesus. And, um, and, but as you were talking, Patty, I just couldn't help but think about the, the Samaritan woman. And once she got it, when she heard his voice, the way she needed to hear his voice with that love and compassion, she went running back to her community. And it says the whole community was changed. Her whole family came to know the Lord because of that radical moment of hearing God's love in her heart. So just wanted to bring up that example. I'm sorry sorry for interrupting you. You go right on now. (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. That is a wonderful example. Again, it's just that that revelation of God's love that that changed her. And you have to understand where she was coming from. She was an outcast in her society. Nobody wanted to be with her. I mean, she'd have to come right. to the water to get to draw at, at the well to draw water alone because no one wanted to be seen with her. And for her to receive right. that revelation of God's love that transformed her, that awakened her, that, oh, my gosh, somebody loves me. God loves me. She couldn't wait to go and tell other yes. people. And because I think the transformation that people saw in her, because when we feel downcast, when we feel bad about ourselves and we think other people don't like us, we kind of walk around with this dark cloud over us, but when we mm. start to see the light of love and how treasured yeah. we are, and then that transformation, and she comes running back into the town going, oh, my gosh, let me tell you something. They, it wasn't just her words. They saw a right. transformation in her. They saw it, and that's what piqued their curiosity going, oh, I, need to, I need to listen. This, this woman's got something. I need to listen. Because they didn't yes. just hear it, they saw it. So yes. that's a beautiful yes. example. It, it, yeah, it, it really is. I, I, it, it, it's one of my favorite. I can't, you know, you think about so many people you want to meet when you get to heaven. She's in my top ten. I just love her. I love everything. I, I love 
what the the immediate transformation in her heart. And as a counselor, I know that most a lot of times that type of transformation, you know, in in a secular world takes time, you know. The, but but with God and the spiritual, it can it can happen just that quickly. In one mm-hmm. conversation, yeah. listeners, in one conversation, you can be made whole and new. You become a new creature. Everything mm-hmm. about you uh, it becomes new. And that's that's the power of uh, coming and having a relationship with Christ and then beginning, you know, to really be able to discern his voice. So, Patty, let's move right along. Let's talk about, um, I still want to get into why knowing God, God's voice is important. And then, But then I really, really want to uh, end on, because I know so many people say, well, all this sounds good and, and lovely and all that, but why does he seem silent to me? So we have two big topics to cover in about 12 minutes. So let's start with why knowing God's voice is important because it really mm-hmm. is. And you laid it out very, very well here with uh, five five reasons. Yes. It is important that we know God's voice because his voice empowers us. It mm-hmm. strengthens us. It helps us to grow. Just as remember we talked about Gideon, how he speaks yes. his word into you and pulls and draws these things out. He transforms you into becoming the person that he knows you are to be, that vibrant, beautiful, passionate person that he created you to be. His voice keeps you on track. He helps you. Um, when you start to understand God's voice, when you know the importance and you understand his voice, you'll be able to discern his voice from the voice of the enemy and the voice of the world, and even your own voice. Because God's voice, as you said, will never speak condemnation. It will convict, but his kindness comes with his conviction. Why? Because his kindness leads to repentance. So he will always guide you in that way. He doesn't, he goes, he he will point out, okay, we need to look at this, we need to address this. But he will never condemn you in any mistakes that you make. If you hear, if you feel shame, guilt, or anything like that, that is the voice Mm -hmm. of the enemy. And God wants to be peace. He wants to bring freedom. He wants to lift up. Here is a real, real um, tangible way. If you feel that the voice you are hearing, something speaking to you, is making you feel oppressed or fearful or anxious, or anything like that, if you feel of, oh, i got to do this now, or I'm going to miss out, or, oh, my gosh, or what if I wait, you know, all the, just be, that's the voice of the enemy. The voice of God yes. will encourage. It will lift up. It will empower. It will strengthen. Mm-hmm. The voice of God will draw you to God where the voice of the enemy wants to drive a wedge between you and God. So there's a real mm-hmm. tangible ways that you can tell the difference from the voice of the enemy and the voice of God. If you feel built up and lifted up, that's God. If you feel torn down or destroyed or tattered, that's the voice of the enemy. Mm-hmm. We also, again, we talked about God's will earlier, uh, but he does want to accomplish his will, and this is why it's important to know his voice so that you can uh, um, walk in his, in his will. But, again, there's something I brought out in the book that uh, we need to be careful that we don't get really hung up on our will. Because I think sometimes mm-hmm. there's people that I know that they focus so much on what is my will? What, what does God want me to be doing? They're so focused on that that they completely miss the mark. 
we want to be mm-hmm. focused on God. We want to be focused on the relationship with him, and then he will lead us and guide us in the way that we should go. We don't need to stress and strive over, oh, my gosh, what am I supposed to be doing for God? No, focus on being yes. with God, and God will take care yes. of the details. He will show you how to do yes. it. And then, of course, knowing yes. God's voice maximizes our impact. I, a couple of the voices, a couple of the examples I used in the book was Abraham. You know, God came to Abraham and gave him yes. very clear instruction. And Abraham's like, okay. Now, I would have loved to have known what was going through this man's mind at the age of 75 to pack up and leave. <laughs> but, but Abraham didn't, he didn't ask any questions. He just packed right. up and he went. And through that obedience, God impacted the world. Same thing with the disciples. Jesus said, follow me. Matthew was sitting at the tax collector's booth. Now, you have to understand, Matthew was a very wealthy man. Yes, And he got up and left everything. What Jesus just Mm -hmm. said, follow me, he got up and left. Fishermen left their nets, everything. They left their livelihood. They left their careers. They left their passion. Mm -hmm. They left everything to follow him. No question. They just did it. And God impacted the world. So this, again, is why God wants to speak. He wants to speak into you because he wants you to know your identity in him. He wants you to know who you are in him and who Christ is in you. He wants you to know his heartbeat for you. He wants you to know that he's not disappointed in you, that he's not angry with you, that he loves you, and he wants you to understand his heart and his passion and compassion for you. You are his great treasure, and you learn that by hearing his voice for you, just like the woman at the well. He wants you to be able to discern in this hour. There is so much going on in this world right now, and people are so full of anxiety and fear and depression. Like, I don't know of any other time in my lifetime that it's been like this. Mm. But when we know Mm -hmm. the voice of God, we can rest. Mm -hmm. We can be comforted like that little child in the Father's arms that everything Mm -hmm. around us can be chaos, but we can kick fear and anxiety to the curb. Because we know God mm. has got this, we know the end of the story, and we know that we can be safe in the Father's arms, like it says in Psalm 91, you know, he who rests in the shelter of the Most High, and we can just yes. be secure in that. And we can understand our position, our position in Christ, our position in the kingdom as sons and daughters, and this helps mm. us um, to understand uh, that we, there's something called the orphan spirit. I don't, that is something God has been bringing to me more and more, how so many people are struggling with this orphan spirit where they don't feel like they're true sons and daughters of God, that they feel like they have to perform, that they have to do yeah. something to get God to like them. And really mm-hmm. all we need to do is just nestle into the heart of the Father and just let him speak to us. So it's, it is, it's crucial. Mm-hmm. It's very important that we know and understand the, the voice of God so that we can discern his voice from others. We can know his heart for us and his leading in our lives. And what's so beautiful is, listeners, everything that, everything that Patty is saying is truth. I mean, this is God's word. These are his promises. And so, um, you know, and, and so it, what, what I think one of the greatest um, uh passages that we go through as a believer is from believing God, uh, believing in God to actually believing him. And I think that this book will help you go that leap. Yes, we believe in him as having a relationship, but, but we have to also mature into the point of believing him and being able to open his word and see these 
promises um, and, and to be able to go, that's from me, and that you can lean into it because that's really what builds us up and, and, and keeps us strong in this world. And I love what you said, Patty. There's so much going on in this world. There's so much that people are turning back, you know, to addictions and, and you know, domestic violence is skyrocketing because people don't know what to do with their anger. You know, we're seeing this manifested in so many ways. When God is saying to us, Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, you who are weary and burdened. He sees what's going on in our world. He sees how it's burdening us. He sees the weariness. But he's saying, come to me. And um, And so, friends, I just want to remind you that even if you've never talked to God before, even if you've never had, you know, a relationship with him, you can begin that relationship right now by simply calling out to him and, and letting him know you want to start that relationship. And if you have any questions about that, please, please contact me at Kim at KimCrable.org. I'll send you some books. Well, let's, get, let's, get, let's get the first thing first. Let's get you uh, knowing that you're a believer. God says that I will not leave you as orphan children. He is here for us. He left the Holy Spirit for us. So, you know, let's do that so that you can begin to discern the comforting voice, the one that will help you to go to sleep at night. Many times I'll wake up at night, and Patty is, you know, as leaders, I guess, we carry the weight of a lot of people. We, we, we carry their burdens. God, God invites us to do that. But sometimes it can get heavy and we can wake up in the middle of the night. But friends, I want you to know, instead of running to get a drink or to get, you know, I, I start covering myself in God's word. I start um, repeating and saying the words that I have memorized. We hide these words in our hearts. So this is everything about what Patty is saying is so critically important to us as believers to unblock what it is, to understand the necessity, to hear the voice of God. Uh, because the Bible says, I speak to my sheep, my sheep hear my voice. So he is speaking. All right. So with all that said, Patty, what if someone says, well, that sounds great, but God seems really silent with me. Mm-hmm. Um, what What would you, uh, in about three or four minutes, I see on the back of your book, you have seven reasons why God seems to be silent. Let's go through those very quickly for our, for our listeners. Yeah, there's there, there. I think there might be other reasons, but these are the most seven common reasons why God okay. seems silent. First, I want to say, if you are, you know, Jesus said that if you are a believer in God, you can hear God's voice. Okay, so if you are a believer, now even as a non-believer, I heard God's voice. And I obeyed yeah. God's voice, and that's what led me to salvation. So Jesus spoke yes. to his audience. They all could hear him, but yeah. only those who trust in God will be able to discern his voice and be able to follow his voice. So uh, let's mm. debunk some things. So the first thing is, is check your motives. What are you praying for? I mean, are you praying mm. for something that is not good for you? I mean, a lot of times we think in the natural, oh, this sounds really good, so let me pray for this. Well, God is a very protective, loving father, and if it's something that he knows in the long run is not going to be good for you, he is not going to give it to you because he is a good, good father. So think of it, mm-hmm. if God is saying no to something, look at it as his protection. He's protecting you from something. It doesn't mean he's not speaking mm-hmm. to you because God is not randomly yeah. silent. He's just yeah. trying to protect you, and he's saying not, not now or no 
or wait? Um, are you mm-hmm. ignoring God? The example I use in the book is Jonah. You know, God gave Jonah very clear instructions, go to Nineveh. Jonah didn't want to yeah. go to Nineveh because he knew what God was going to do. So he not only ignored God, he boarded a ship and went in the other direction. So right. God brought him back. We all know the story of Jonah, right? He was thrown okay. overboard, swallowed by a fish. And in that moment, here he is in the belly of the fish. Now he's ready to hear, okay, all right, I know you spoke to me. Okay, now I'm ready to listen. And so God spit mm. Jonah out onto the land. And what was God's instruction to, know, to, to Jonah? Go to Nineveh. Nothing changed. So if God has spoken to you and you know it in the core of your being, you are to step out in faith and to do something, but you're not doing it, God's not going to give you anything new until you step out and do what he's told you to do. Um, are you living in habitual sin? Uh, this is some, now we're going to make mistakes, okay? I'm not saying that you make a mistake and you, oh, okay, you confess and you repent and and then, you know, conversation is never broken with God. God, to me, when I make a mistake, when I sin, fellowship is not broken. So don't ever right. think that just because you make a mistake that all of a sudden God's going to go randomly silent. That's not true. But if you're living mm-hmm. in habitual sin that you know God, the conviction of the Holy Spirit has come and you continue to walk in that sin, God is speaking to you. The conviction is coming, but you're walking away from him in disobedience. And you know how hard it is to have a conversation with someone when you're walking away from them? So mm-hmm. are you living in habitual sin? Is there something that the Holy Spirit is convicting you of and telling you to get rid of? Because we can become very desensitized to what God is communicating to us if we continue in disobedience, knowing that God wants to deal with that or get rid of that in our lives. Um, are you mm-hmm. trusting God or are you trusting someone or something else? So often mm-hmm. we... You know, we don't give God his rightful place. God wants to be our all in all in life. He wants to be the one that we run to, the one that we turn to in everything. He doesn't, I mean, I'm not saying we shouldn't pick up the phone and talk to a friend when we're hurting, but God wants us to come to him first and to allow him to lead us and guide us. And so sometimes we start trusting in other people or other things. We turn to podcasts, we listen to radio programs, we read books, we go to seminars and webinars and all of this looking for the answer when God himself is the answer. Now, this doesn't mean God cannot lead you to a podcast or lead you to a book, but he wants to do the leading. He doesn't want you going out and searching for the answers in other, in other things other than him. Um, are right. you too busy? Now, this can be mm-hmm. those different forms of busy. A lot of times we want to keep ourselves busy because we think somehow the world tells us that we're significant, that we're somebody in the world if we're busy. But busy is not always better. There's an acronym I often use, B-U-S-Y, being under Satan's yoke. So sometimes busy is nothing more than a tool of the enemy to keep you out of intimate relationship with God, to keep you so busy, so wrapped up in this is what happens next that you're not able to just have that intimate time with God or you're distracted from God. Um, Now, on the other hand, there is times when life will come at us and overwhelm us with circumstances. And in these times, this is when we need to press into God because, again, it's that pool of life, you know, coming at us and trying to draw us, trying to keep us out of that intimate relationship with God. But one of the things I love teaching people yeah. is make God your life. 
Do everything yeah. with God, the good, the bad, the ugly, the big, the small. I don't care what it is. God's in the middle of it because he is your life. Christ is in you. The life of Christ is in you, and he wants to live and move and have his being in you. So don't use busy as an excuse. I'm too busy to be in the word mm. of God. Don't use that as an excuse. Busy is not yes, better. Yes, that's right. Just, oh, that's right. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry, Patty. We're down to just a few seconds now. And, and, and what you just said right there is a, is a perfect way to end this, that relationship with Christ. And, and friends, I, I wanted to, uh, I want you to know there are two, there are two more. And so you'll have to get the book to, to hear the other two of why God doesn't speak, uh, or why we think he isn't speaking. The book is, uh, Getting to Know God's Voice by Patty Mason. If you would like to reach out to Patty, which I'm sure that you will, you can go to her website, which is what, Patty? Very quickly, what is your website? Patty Mason. How can they reach you? PattyMason.org. Uh, yeah, org is the website, or they can email me at patty at libertyinchristministries.com. Libertyinchristministries.com. All of this information mm-hmm. will be on our website as well so that you can reach out to her. Please order the book. I promise you'll not be sorry. Time is up, Patty. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll do this again at another time. Listeners, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Grab the book, and I can't wait until our next time to have coffee. We'll see you then. Bye, Patty. Thank you so much. Bye, Kim. Thank you. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit kimcrable.org. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, to learn more, please visit kimcrable.org. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.